0: Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, a.k.a. The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, my friend. So happy to have you back here. You know, I was thinking about something. Um, You might be forgiven for thinking that I'm a pessimist. <laughs> People have told me this before, and and I have a few things to say about that. I think this is an interesting notion. I've been thinking about what pessimism means, what optimism means. And, well, you know, I do love talking about the sad state of the world, of our civilization, of our health as a species. You know, I do love talking about that stuff. Well, love talking about it. I don't know if I love talking about it, but I do talk... <laughs> A lot about it. And you know, I'll be the first to remind you that the majority of folks today have no idea what it even means to feel good in their bodies or to feel good in their minds. So, you know, feeling (laughs) me feeling less than amazing has been so normalized. Well, you know, if you think about it, a sick population is so much more lucrative than a health and, healthy and well-adjusted one. And yet, and yet, to those who might find me pessimistic, I would absolutely beg to differ. I actually consider myself to be incredibly optimistic. Probably much more than most folks out there. Maybe more than you, even. And... Here's why I think that. Here are some of my very basic fundamental assumptions. I believe in the resilience of nature, of the human body. I'm actually in awe of our miraculous nature. I don't believe human beings are meant to be broken, not in body, in mind or spirit. And I think that feeling amazing in our skin is our birthright. And I have a whole um, podcast episode on this, which I will put in the show notes for you if you haven't um, listened to it already, or if you need to re-listen to it, because repetition is good too. Now, you may have heard me, which I'm sure you have, if you've been following me for a while, um, talk about the evolutionary perspective. And it's basically the idea that we today, as modern humans, are not, that different from an individual born like 30,000 years ago. You know, as humans, we've been on this earth for a very, very, very long time. And, um, you know, and the reason that we are actually so unhappy and unhealthy today is not because we are fundamentally broken, which actually makes no sense if you look at that evolutionary perspective. But, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with us, but rather... Something's broken in our environment. It's our modern environment that is totally at odds with who we are. And it is completely inadequate in meeting our essential needs, you know? And these are needs that actually haven't changed in millions of years. So when I first heard about this um, evolutionary perspective or the ancestral perspective, which was during my first pregnancy, now nine years ago. I was I was really blown away. It just made so much sense. You know, you know you hear about sometimes sometimes these ideas and it just changes you. It changes how you look at the world, it changes how you look at yourself, look at others. That was one such idea for me. And it really became my framework for all things health and happiness in the years since. So, since our topic today is pessimism versus optimism, I'm going to give you an example of this from my own life. So again, like I said, you know, it was only during my first pregnancy that I started to, you know, dive into all this stuff and developed my current views on human resilience. But before that, for most of my life, I actually used to be a total hypochondriac. Maybe as a result of being the daughter of an MD, I don't know, (laughs) but I really thought, I considered that health and illness were a matter of Russian roulette, you know, genetics and all that stuff. So as a result, I definitely felt helpless. And I probably spent quite a few nights losing sleep and, you know, getting like, just freaking out about some random pain (laughs) somewhere in my body. And, you know, because I really thought, at least partly, that this stuff was just mainly predetermined by whatever, by mysterious genetic forces, and you know, therefore my hands were tied. Now, when I think about that now, to me, that's a super pessimistic view of human be- well-being. And guess what? I was actually wrong. Health and illness are uh, actually a lot less like Russian roulette than we think. Genetics, you know, if you remember, like there was this whole project to like the human DNA project, and they realized like, oh my God, there are actually way fewer human genes than we thought there were. We thought we were these really complex, incredible creatures, which we are, but it's not because of the genes. Genetics maybe accounts for like something like 10% of what happens to us. So it's really far from being a major player in our destiny. And all the rest of it comes from um, other factors like like lifestyle factors, environmental stuff, our diet and lifestyle, stress levels, of course, even things like what happened to generations before. And if you are interested in knowing more about this stuff, definitely look into epigenetics. It's super fascinating. But so, you know, for the purposes of our of our conversation today, what I want to say about that is once I understood that human beings are not meant to be broken, and that our bodies are actually miraculous and they know how to heal as long as we give them what they need, my life totally changed at that point. And I told you the story already of, you know, feeling so much more energy and vitality at that point. And I was, you know, I had already turned 40 at that point. And I had two little, very energetic kids, and, and I, I had more energy and vitality than in my mid-twenties, and that really blew my mind. So what I actually really find pessimistic, and even cynical, are not my own views on this, but our current cultural attitudes. Our dominant paradigm actually takes it for granted that we are somehow broken, in that we need all kinds of pills and potions and all kinds of magic bullet solutions to feel better. That we are incomplete without that stuff. And, you know, think about it, you know, the entire advertising industry is based on this very notion, right? So our current mindset is that we don't really believe in the resilience of the human body. We don't really believe in the miraculous nature of things, and that nature does things really well in general, right? And so this leads to another one of my basic assumptions. You are perfect just the way you are, and you have everything you need within you already. No need to change anything. No need to fix anything. Now, tell me how that is pessimistic. (laughs) But once again, our culture does everything in its power to take us away from that basic truth. And when I say our culture does this or does that, it doesn't have to be an evil cabal of people plotting all this stuff, right? Even though that might also be true, but that's besides the point. This is actually the logical conclusion of the basic philosophical tenets of our civilization. So what do I mean by that? You know, what are those tenets? Well, basically, that we are separate beings, that we are separate selves, living in an indifferent material universe, that we are separate from each other, from nature, from all other living beings, or even non-living beings, and that there is no meaning to it all, but whatever our (laughs) pathetically inadequate human minds can come up with. And I talk much more about this on um, on another episode, episode ten of this podcast. Why it's high time to dispel the myth of progress. So definitely go back and check that out. Also, if you haven't already. Okay, I digress a little bit. (laughs) So all of this to say um, is that you know, getting out of self judgment because remember, you are not broken. So getting out of self-judgment is so crucial and getting out of that and getting into self-love and acceptance are indispensable. And lastly, another one of my fundamental assumptions is that we are the master of our own destiny. We are co-creators with the universe, right? And when we believe that when we cultivate that belief, that is what will allow us to come out of victim mentality and step into the full glory of our personal power. When we understand the process by which our thoughts create our own reality, um, meaning everything we love and we don't love so much in our current lives, when we understand how our thoughts create all of that, That's the day when everything shifts. When we stop being at the mercy of current events but become the agent of our own lives. So, as you can see, I actually think we are capable of miraculous things. And when we develop this emotional resilience, there is very little we can't overcome. So, all of this is why I like to think of myself as an optimist. And I think for me, one of the most important things, like when I remind you all, all the time of just, you know, the the state of the world that we live in and the state of our health, the really woeful state of our health, these, you know, I'm talking about the macro um, phenomenon, right? So because this is what I believe, I believe that, In order to, you know, arm ourselves with the right knowledge and develop that resilience, we have to name the problem. We have to see the problem clearly for what it is without averting our eyes. Actually, I've already noticed in my own life, I mean, obviously this is nothing scientific, but some of the people who are the first to tell me, oh, you sound so down and so pessimistic about this stuff. And I don't believe that. I think so many good things are also happening. And I'm optimistic about our future, et cetera, et cetera. I, I have noticed, again, very this is very anecdotal, that those aren't the same people who are actually taking amazing care of themselves, like eating well and going to bed early and, you know, making sure that they have, um, they're working on, projects and envisioning their future and being creative, being co-creators of their own destiny, right? So when I, when I, like, let's say when I name the problem of what's going out there, what's going on out there, it's not out of pessimism, it's to situate myself to understand what I'm, you know, up against so that I can better define what I want to stand for. And what I want to stand for, once again, is something ultimately so much more optimistic than the, you know, the macro tendencies out there. Because I think for me, the number one reason um, for, you know, societal, planetary, and species-wide catastrophe is because we have forgotten who we truly are. And when we forget who we truly are, when we forget how miraculous we are and how resilient we can be, that's when we get into all kinds of trouble. So that's the part that maybe people think as pessimistic. To me, I am just naming, you know, I'm just showing the the result that that thinking creates. And I am saying, you know, if we think differently about ourselves and about the world and about our health and about the planet and all th- all that stuff. If we think differently, then we can create different results. And of course, my job for me, as always, you know, being a model to my children, being a model to the people that I'm helping, is to um, exemplify that in my own life, and always make sure that I'm filling my own cup and I am developing, cultivating my own resilience. So once again, I actually think. I am much more optimistic than most folks out there, including those who criticize me for being pessimistic. Because I believe so deeply in the potential for each one of us to change what's no longer serving us and start creating the future that we desire in our heart of hearts. And as you know, one of my favorite tools for getting there is asking yourself really good questions. Asking yourself good questions, listening to the answers that come from within and going after what you truly desire. These are the formula for living a life free of regrets. And so this also brings me to another thing. I am super excited to announce that my free challenge, Regret Proof Your Life, is coming back. I will be offering it October 27th to the 30th, 2021. So it is coming up um, in just two weeks. And we're going to be doing it for four days this time. It is going to be so impactful, these four days. Now, if what I always say, if what I always talk about on this podcast resonates with you, if you want to reclaim your optimism and go after the life that you want, go after the future that you want, you have to sign up for this event, okay? The link is in the show notes. I really can't wait to hang out. It's always such a fun time and it's full of so many epiphanies and so many insights and so many shifts, life-changing shifts. And yeah, and it's it's in that wonderful group container that really wonderful supportive community that we have. Um, So yeah, just sign up in that link and I really can't wait to hang out. All right, once again, thank you so much for being here and I will speak with you next time.